The following is a Bell to Bell B2B audio production. Bell to Bell is one of 50 plus trusted brands within the investor brand network, IBN. As a multifaceted financial news and publishing company, IBN uses its network of more than 5,000 key distribution outlets, as well as other corporate communication tools to introduce public and private companies to a wide audience of investors, consumers, journalists, and the general public. Our reputation for highly efficient communication strategies is based on the experience and relationships our team has in the space. It is Investor Brand Network's unwavering commitment to connect the investment community with companies that have great potential and a strong dedication to building shareholder value. The following interview may feature a client partner of Investor Brand Network. IBN may have been compensated for the production of this interview. Please be sure to read our entire disclaimer for full disclosure. Thank you. And here today is your host. Thank you all for joining us for our interview with Matt Sorensen. He is an expert on retirement planning with alternative assets and the author of the self-directed IRA handbook, which is used by professionals throughout the industry. Among his accomplishments, he has his trust company that he led to $1 billion in assets under administration in just three years. So Matt, let's get started by defining the types of alternative assets that you can put into an IRA. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Jonathan. I mean, alternative assets are pretty much span the globe of like non-publicly traded assets. That's what I would say. Most people think of publicly traded stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. I'd say alternative assets is everything else. We've had clients use their retirement accounts to buy Mexican soccer teams, to cattle, to you know, crypto, to rental properties, to private equity funds, startups. I mean, all those things that you can't buy on the stock market, I would say is an alternative asset. And um, it's something where people definitely have their niches and such, but, um, but there's a lot of assets that fall into alternative. Yeah, and with many expecting a high inflation environment and you know, capital for financing company growth becoming more difficult, uh, how do you see these alternative assets uh, maybe just picking a couple like private equity and real estate performing against those publicly traded securities? Well, I mean, it all comes down to valuation and there's good alternative assets like private equity, you know, and, and real estate and there's bad ones too. So even within the asset classes, you got to pick carefully, but, you know, private equity's had a great run. Um, there's been a lot of analysis in private equity and many more people are um, dedicating funds to private equity from an investment standpoint, the high net worth individuals, the big institutions, the endowment funds, you know, they've been allocating large sums of their portfolio to it. The individual, you know, financial advisor that's doing a 60-40 portfolio um, is starting to get much more keen to it. And we're seeing that with our advisors that work with our clients that are, you know, their own independent RIAs or whatever. They're not affiliated with us, but they're coming to us because, they're wanting to allocate more and more of their clients' assets into alternatives, and they just know they can't do it with their Fidelity IRA. So, so we see that quite a bit. I would say private equity is actually the most popular, but I would include in that for us in particular real estate private equity. Um, that's been very popular because, as you said, in the inflationary environment, a lot of people like knowing there's a hard asset underlying this company. And, um, you know, real estate is just so tangible. It's had a great track record in our country. So um, definitely an allocation to alternatives, but with the inflationary environment, we've seen real estate become more and more popular. Makes sense. 
And I know many of our listeners trade crypto and the upside you know, can be significantly larger than you know, yeah. any of these traditional investments. Uh, if they wanted to take advantage of the tax savings that an IRA can provide, what steps would you suggest they could take uh, maybe to make their future trades in an IRA? So um, you can buy crypto on an IRA. And I know people are like, wait, I've never heard of that. You know, so, I mean, I did it myself in 2017. Okay, at that time, Bitcoin was 2,500 bucks a Bitcoin. Now, if you think about it, why would you want to do that in a retirement account? Well, buying an asset like crypto or real estate or private equity, doesn't matter what it is. Just, let's just say crypto is the asset here. You get all the same tax benefits that you do if you bought stock. So like if I bought Facebook stock at 100 bucks a share and it goes up to 150, let's say it was 100,000 of it that goes up to 150,000, I have a $50,000 gain. I sell the stock. The whole 150 goes back into my retirement account. I pay zero taxes, right? Well, if I'm doing the same thing with crypto, I have the same deal. No tax. Okay, I bought 100,000 worth of crypto. It goes up to 150, $50,000 gain, no tax. Same thing with a rental property. doesn't matter. So people who are trying to use retirement accounts in a strategic way to minimize tax liability are, you know, it doesn't matter what the asset is. If you know crypto and you think it's valuable, you can use the retirement account. Now the Roth account, for your particular question where you say someone's expecting like a large return, right? We've seen, I mean, like I said, I bought it 2,500 bucks a Bitcoin. You know, you can Google my YouTube video. I'm talking about how to do it. And I'm like, even then I'm like, I don't know what this stuff's worth. How do I, I mean, I just had lots mm. of clients asking me, how can I buy crypto with my retirement account? And I'm like, I don't know. I'll go do it first and then I'll come tell all of you. <laughs> so, sure. um, but a Roth account is where you really want to be. So in the retirement account space, whether we're talking IRAs or 401ks, we have traditional accounts and Roth accounts. In a traditional account, I put my money in and I get a tax deduction now, but that money grows and comes out taxable when I pull it out at retirement. So it's great because I'm not paying taxes as I go. And like I said, you sell an asset, you don't pay tax, but later when you draw it out, you pay tax. The Roth is different though. The Roth, I put the money in, no tax deduction, but it grows and comes out totally tax-free at retirement. So I've got clients with million-dollar Roth accounts with crypto in it, right? You know, I mean, they've got – they're paying zero tax on the way out. Now, if they had a traditional account, they're happy. They're getting this tax deferral. They don't pay tax till they pull it out. But um, we see the Roth be much, much more popular, particularly for crypto investors that have an expectation of, you know, high returns. Um, you know, and there's obviously risk in all, in all investments. But um, for those that are big crypto fans, have experience in investing in it, um, or want to allocate to it, think there's going to be big returns, consider doing a Roth account. or you, And you can even take a traditional account and convert it to Roth too. Makes sense. So uh, what kind of impact do you think it could have on the investing world if retirement accounts started investing, say, a significant portion uh, in these alternative assets instead of stocks, bonds, and mutual funds? I, I bet there's quite a yeah. few billion out there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's $35 trillion in retirement accounts, wow. you know, dollars. That's that's just like there's no more money anywhere. There's no more concentration of money anywhere mm -hmm. than U.S. retirement accounts. And so what's happened is that's been deployed into the stock market primarily, you know. And you've always been able to buy alternative assets with your IRA or 401k. The problem was most of the providers of the accounts were broker-dealers, like when retirement accounts first came along, everybody that set up retirement accounts and allowed you to have them were broker-dealers. Well, what would they let you invest in? What they already sold. <laughs> and I'm like, well, we happen to sell stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. So if you open up an IRA account with us, what are we going to let you buy? 
stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. So it was a matter of convenience for them and just you know selling what they already had. Um, but a lot of people have wanted to get in alternatives, and so you've always from day one in the 70s when retirement accounts came out, you could buy real estate or a private company. Um, crypto wasn't around, but you know you could precious metals. You could even bought that. So once, um, so there was always like some small banks and trust companies that did it. Um, and, and you know that's what we are. We're a trust company. If be a bank, a trust company, or a credit union to custody an IRA. Um, but you know that's grown in popularity with the internet. People, the more and more money in retirement accounts, more and more appetite for alternative assets. More and more people wanting to invest and own real estate in particular. So um, the, the industry has grown substantially. So I mean, I got into it in 2006 from where it was then to what it is now. I mean, there's billion-dollar companies in our space now. So, um, so the, the industry has grown significantly, and it's going to continue to grow because retirement accounts are growing. People are still saving in retirement accounts. The legislation that we got from the budget that the Biden administration did and Congress passed back in December, I mean, that – grew retirement accounts. You can put more money in there, empowering more retirement accounts. And as we talked earlier, more interest in alternative assets, it's kind of this, frankly, a perfect storm for our industry. Like we got all these great headwinds, sorry, excuse, excuse me, tailwinds pushing us and helping propel our business. So, um, but I also think it's right too. It's like, you know, don't invest in alternative assets if you don't. It's, just, it's an option. You know, if you're like, I'm just fine buying the S&P 500. Okay, do that. Like, I'm not saying don't do it. But, you know, some people are like, well, I know real estate better, or I have an opportunity here, you know, and they just, most people have no idea that they can even do it. So we're out there just trying to let people know this is actually an option, whether you go all in on it or you diversify a little bit from the stock market. It is a fascinating thought to think you could unlock, you know, your retirement savings. <clears throat> I would assume most people have a lot more in their retirement account than their bank account. Um, yeah. But, you know, moving forward just to the next question here, um, I believe you know, most would instinctively think that alternative assets are, you know, risky, perhaps not even suitable uh, for retirement accounts. What would be the other way to look at it? Well, <laughs> yeah, that is a word you hear is suitability, you know, and that's kind of a broker dealer word because um, that's what their standard is. But, you know, I think um, I would say opportunity is how I would probably look at it more. Um and, you know, there are assets that you can see that have different risk profiles within alternative assets. Let's take, for example, crypto. You know, crypto could go to the moon, but it can also go to zero. You know, real estate is not going to go to the moon. It can go up, but it's not also going to zero. So even within alternatives, we have different risk profiles of what people can invest into. So people should look at, you know, what they're interested in and what they feel passionate about. But I think more like my style and just like what I personally like is just this entrepreneurial investment style. You know, a lot of people have just kind of forgotten their money and let Wall Street deal with it. Well, Wall Street's making money on it. <laughs> You're kind of making money if the market goes up. It's what it seems for most people. But um, alternative asset investing is more hands-on. It's more for people who are like, hey, I want more control of this. I want to know what's going on. I want to be involved. And we have lots of our clients, they're small business owners, they're self-employed, they're entrepreneurs, they're real estate investors already, they're crypto investors outside their retirement account already. I mean, they're already in this these spaces where they go invest their retirement account. And so they kind of just figure out how to use their knowledge, their skill, and um, and just kind of their, their personality of being more involved with their money to, take, to use these advantageous accounts, their IRAs and 401ks, which is like you said just a moment ago, 
that's where more people have their money. Like, you know, take the average American. Is it more likely to have 200,000 in a 401k or 200,000 in a savings account? It's going to be in a 401k. Like if they got money to make a big investment, it's more likely in their IRA or 401k. Exactly. And, um, you know, for those that are listening, getting excited about, you know, starting to utilize their IRA funds and, and alternative assets, uh, what can people expect from reading your book, The Self-Directed IRA Handbook? Um, great question. Like right here, you know, if you're watching the video, the, um, so, so my book, by the way, is only 20 bucks. It's not like expensive, but you can get on my site or on Amazon. But, um, you know, when I got into the space, I'm an attorney too, and I have a law firm and, you know, I was trying to figure it out for my clients in 2006. And I realized there was not a lot of good information. And what I found on the internet scared me because it was wrong. You know, and it was written by a lot of people that were trying to sell you some investment, frankly. And so, um, so I just try to like figure it all out. So it took me four years to write. And it's kind of the, the guidebook on how to self-direct your retirement account, what you need to know. Um, and cause there are some rules and I tell people, you know, self-directing your IRA is not complicated, but it's kind of like playing a board game. Like you can't just like open the board game and start rolling the dice and moving pieces. You got to know the rules and how it works. So, but once you've played the board game a couple of times, you've read the rule book, it's the same thing over and over and over. So my book's kind of like the rule book, you know, and you can play with other people that have self-directed their retirement account before or get an attorney or CPA or advisor who's worked with other people that have used it. That's always helpful. So, um, but it's kind of like the rule book, so to speak. And it's, it's the handbook for people that are going to go do it. You know, I mean, I had a client, I remember it was a pilot self-directing his IRA, just buying real estate, nothing too fancy, but, um, and he was like, you know what? He's like, I'd never fly a plane without understanding everything about the plane. And he's like, your book was like, he's like, I finally felt confident self-directing my retirement account because someone finally answered the questions that I had. Amazing. So I felt confident about investing this hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, that I had in my retirement account. Yeah. So in a more broad sense, uh, what is some of your favorite advice to share related to simply saving up for retirement through an IRA or 401k? Well, there's, there's two things. I think there's saving and investing, right? So in order to invest, you have to have saved something first, right. you know? I mean, retirement accounts, while you can inherit a retirement account and what's called an inherited IRA, you know, most of it is created by us. Like, right, we're not, this is not inherited wealth that we invest. This is like, you're out working in a job or you're a small business or you're self-employed and you're contributing to your IRA or 401k every year. So the first thing I would do is like max out. If you have a day job with a 401k at a company, put in as much as you can to get the free match from your employer. A lot of employers have a match. Like we have a match in our 401k. I've got about a hundred employees. You know, we're, we're going to match, you know, you put in, if you make a hundred grand a year, you put in 5% of your income, 5,000 bucks. We're going to put in 4,000 bucks, you know? Well, you don't get that unless you put in the five. So it's kind of a way to, to incentivize people to save. A lot of employers will, will match in for you and add more money. And that's kind of free money. So um, always, you know, take the match. The other thing is still do an IRA. And some people are like, well, Matt, I make too much income to do an IRA, you know, or I already contribute to my company 401k. I don't qualify. No, there's something called a backdoor Roth IRA you can do in addition to maxing out your 401k. Or even if you're a high income earner where you make more like 150 grand and someone's told you you can't do a Roth IRA, not true. You can do what's called a backdoor Roth IRA. We do them at directed IRA. I mean, you could do it at Fidelity, whatever. But it's called a backdoor Roth IRA. So that's just a good tip to look into that. But once you've saved, 
then we got to get to investing. And when it comes to self-directing, the best advice that we have is invest in what you know. You know, we have, I, my largest client has a $300 million Roth IRA. And I got clients with like 10 million account plus accounts and such. And you know what all of them do? Different stuff. They're not doing the same thing. Some mm -hmm. of them are in real estate. Some of them are in private equity. Some of them are in private lending. Some of them have done crypto. People are doing different things, but, but each one of them has invested in what they know. Even within my real estate clients, which are probably the biggest segment, there's some of them doing commercial stuff, some of them doing multifamily, some of them do a ton of residential. And even within those, they're doing different strategies. And so um, the retirement account is just a tool, you know, to build and grow wealth in a tax efficient way. But what you put into it is kind of what you know, and it's the investments you know that can that can grow it. And so I would just say invest in what you know. Um, and I think that that's the best advice. Amazing advice. Thank you so much for sharing the insights. And uh, on just kind of a closing note, I'm curious, how did you build your company to 1 billion in assets under administration in just three years? You must've had quite a story there. Yeah, well, we did it the old fashioned way. You know, we just worked hard. <laughs> <laughs> so um, no, we have an amazing team here. Um, it takes great people really. And so I was fortunate enough to, I, as an attorney, I'd worked in the space for 15 years almost before I started the company. I did write the number one book in the field. Most of my other competitors in my space use the book. So I knew a lot of great people in the space. I knew the team I wanted to use to build it. So, um, and then we also knew that what was important was just providing good customer service with people that have expertise, you know, and um, we're not going to tell you what to invest into, but we know self-directed retirement accounts and what you can and can't do. And that goes a long way in helping people figure out their way and what they want to invest in. So, um, but we just pride ourselves in being best in class for customer service. It's simple stuff, but a lot of our competitors, frankly, don't have great customer service and have high fees. So, um, so we, there's been a great opportunity for us and um, tough, you know, you got to execute on it, but, um, but just taking great people. That's probably the consistent theme. Well, we certainly appreciate you coming on the show. When you were nominated to come on, uh, we were immediately excited to have you. Um, of course, these insights are... Uh, very unique. And I, I know that our audience will be very interested in, you know, some of these alternative assets and uh, some of the new op new possibilities that this can uh, open up. Um, it's really amazing also to think how much, you know, things could change if individuals start taking a portion of their uh, long-term investments and putting them in these asset classes. I uh, can't wait to get this out to our subscribers. Okay. Thanks so much, Jonathan. This audio production is an original broadcast provided by Bell to Bell B2B, and all rights are reserved. B2B is your primary destination for informative updates and exclusive interviews with executives operating in fast-moving industries. We make market hours more informative with deep dives into the stocks on our watch list and in-depth examination of the trends guiding North American markets forward. Bell to Bell is another trusted brand under the Investor Brand Network, IBN. IBN may receive payments for corporate communication relations, as well as various press releases and social media solutions provided to its client partners. You should assume that officers and directors of IBN or financial analysts mentioned hold a position in and may intend to trade the securities for their own accounts. This interview is not an offer or recommendation to buy or sell securities. Information in this broadcast is presented solely for informative purposes 
and is not intended to be or should it be construed as investment advice. As in all investments, investment in the featured company carries an investment risk. Listeners should review the company thoroughly with a registered investment advisor or registered stockbroker. This audio interview by IBN is not purported to be a complete study of the featured company or other companies mentioned. Information used in statements of fact have been obtained from featured company and other sources, but not verified nor guaranteed by IBN as to completeness and accuracy. Such information is subject to change without notice. Please see our full disclaimers and disclosures at investorbrandnetwork.com.